This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams and Christina Stoyanova. We have an awesome show for you today. Of course, we'll be talking about what's streaming this week on Netflix, Amazon, and Crave TV. We will also uh, be running down our Hot 5 app countdown. This week, it's Hot 5 fashion apps for men and women. Some pretty cool ones, uh, actually. And we'll be getting the lowdown on the latest update to Gmail, a complete rewrite of the email software program used by 1.4 billion users worldwide. I'm sure the listeners uh, listening to our show probably use it uh, as well. So uh, some neat features like uh, self-destructing emails and pausing emails, a lot of cool stuff that uh, we're going to be going through. Before we get there, a lot of... uh, app news uh, this week. Uh, First one, Amazon's mobile app simplifies shopping for international customers. What's that all about? So basically, looking at the Amazon app, currently right now, if you are in a a country that has an Amazon store, you're connected to that Amazon store. But if not, the experience could be a little bit more difficult. So what Amazon has done here is they've actually localized the app with a variety of different languages, and they've targeted 11 new countries to help users in those spaces where they don't have a native Amazon store uh, shop with the, uh, the Amazon mobile app. So, this would have been useful for us many years ago before Amazon really made a push into Canada. I think so. So I'm I'm still not uh, getting this here. Uh, so if you're in a country that doesn't have Amazon? They've now translated the app so it's actually easier for you to understand what it is that you're reading. But will they deliver there? Oh, yeah. Yes, that's right. So they've simplified that process so that if you wanted something from Amazon, you don't have to navigate to Amazon.com and go through the rigmarole of trying to get it to your home country. Got it. They're just trying to sell us more stuff. They're yes. trying to sell people overseas more stuff. This one's uh, kind of alarming. Thousands of Android apps are potentially violating child protection laws. That's right. A study was conducted of uh, just over 5,000 uh, apps and uh, it showed that it, they were actually collecting information that violates the uh, U.S. child protection laws. So that's uh, where these apps are collecting uh, and sharing data on those under 13 years of age. That's kind of alarming. It is really alarming. The thing that I found alarming about it was I think some of these apps were actually found to track location. So let's say your child is playing um, a certain game from your home That information is sort of alarming for an app to have because what happens if there's a security breach or a hacker or whatever? Now we know where all these kids are at any given time. That's alarming, right? Are they doing anything about it? I mean, again, we we hear this time and time again, uh, the the Google Play Store for Android apps. It's kind of like the Wild West. They have all sorts of breaches like this. They are, uh, of course, they are trying to curb these things. But most of what they found in this study was that these were unintentional breaches. Um, These companies or apps aren't necessarily realizing that they're breaching privacy. So I think uh, we're moving towards an era where there's going to have to be some sort of body that is policing these apps and not relying on, you know, Google and Apple and these these companies to police themselves. Another interesting story, uh, iOS 11, they uh, redid their app store uh, back uh, last uh, September, and uh, they have found now with uh, the new look and feel and uh, promoting uh, featured apps, uh, it can actually increase the app downloads of these featured apps by more than 800%. 
I don't know if this is rocket science or not, but uh, there are like literally millions of apps now. So uh, I think obviously if you get featured on the, the front page of the uh, the app store, you're probably going to get a few more downloads, Graham. Yeah, I mean, personally, I've been using the uh, featured app section myself personally. The the curated nature of this is one thing. The one thing that they've done as well is they've actually provided a lot more context. So when they're looking at, uh, you know, addressing certain types of things that people do with their phone, you know, if you're looking to play a game, if you're looking to write a story, if you're looking to take pictures, they'll actually sort of give you the the context of the scenario. This is kind of what you're doing. And here are five apps that really do this well. And, you know, in some cases you already own one or two, but there are, you know, three there that you're like, wow, I've never tried that. So I'm going to give this a go. So they've done a really great job of uh, creating this curated experience that's connecting people with more useful apps. Do you download a lot of apps still? Like you wouldn't believe. Well, that's because you do the app show. <laughs> um, yeah. I've, I mean, obviously through the show here, I have to be on top of all of them, but um, it's just tough. Like I've got so many apps on my, my phone now and just kind of cluttering uh, everything. Netflix stories are here with 30-second video previews in the mobile app. Have you tried these, Christina? I haven't. I don't know if they've rolled out to Canada. I think we're still waiting for this feature here, but it's definitely available in the U.S., and I do anticipate it coming here soon. Um, But it is really interesting. They're basically 30-second mobile video trailers, and they actually play vertically, so you don't have to flip your phone. So uh, I think... Netflix is trying to get more and more of your attention because now they want you to hang out in their app and watch trailers when you're not at home binge watching, you know, whatever the show of the day is. I know, but are you going to go to your Netflix app to watch trailers? I, well, I mean, I know a lot of people who love to watch trailers on YouTube, so I, I would venture a guess that there's going to be an update on this for sure. Okay. This, uh, this next, uh, app uh, in the news. I'm a little dis- disturbed by it. I don't want my wife to know about this either. Sleep Cycle for the iPhone introduced snore detection a year ago to help sleep trackers discover whether or not snoring is affecting their sleep quality. Well, I, I don't even need to read the rest of this to tell you, yes, it probably is. But today uh, they have released a feature for their Apple Watch app that will silently nudge you when snoring is detected. That's right. So this is really interesting. We've talked about Sleep Cycle before. I think I've done it um, as part of the Hot 5 a few months back. This is a great app. It actually listens to you while you're sleeping so that it can tell you um, if you've woken up during the night, if you're talking, if you're snoring, etc., etc., which I think is a really cool feature. I use it every night, to be honest. It tells me what my sleep quality is. And there are honestly days uh, when I you know, I don't know why I'm so tired and I look at the percentage of quality of sleep that I had and uh, it becomes less of a mystery. But anyway, this uh, this new feature actually allows you to wear your Apple Watch to bed and it will give you a little buzz if you start snoring, which in a lot of cases for snorers is enough to get them to switch positions. I'm going to try this because apparently uh, I snore. I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm wondering if the Apple Watch app will be able to vibrate enough to wake me up. Like I said, I think in a, in a lot of cases, they've found that a gentle nudge is enough to prompt someone who's snoring to at least turn over. And often that's that's all it takes is really they've just 
fallen into um, a position that doesn't work for them breathing wise. And apparently, apparently every position I'm in, I'm snoring. So this, I, I this think, is going to wake me up all night and I'm going to get any sleep. I think that might be something that you want to get checked out then. <laughs> but in the meantime, maybe check out Sleep Cycle. The one thing that I have to say about this, though, is that obviously the Apple Watch's battery life is not en- long enough to get you through both the day and the night. So you're going oh, to have to... I figured out how to get around that. I have two Apple Watches now. Right. Okay. So for those <laughs> of us who aren't crazy and didn't spend just an exorbitant amount of money at the Apple store, um, you will have to plan to charge your Apple Watch for about an hour or so before you go to bed so that you can get the most out of this app. Sleep cycle. It'll wake you up when you're snoring. I like it. I'm going to try that out. Well, Graham, you know what time it is, right? I think I do. Tip of the week. Unleash the power of your iOS device iPhone tip. What do you got, Graham? Our iPhone tip of the week is actually a very handy one if you are reading a web page. Or, for example, you've got a printable document like a set of movie tickets or transit tickets that you need to hang on to and be able to bring up uh, relatively quickly. Uh, you can actually export these things to a PDF and save that PDF to iBooks. So you do this by loading up the web page that you want to go to, uh, going to the share sheet at the bottom. That's the little box with the arrow that's pointed upwards. And you scroll over and you say, save, save PDF to iBooks. It'll actually create a high-quality PDF of the uh, web page or the document and put that into your iBooks app, assuming that you have iBooks installed on your iPhone because that is an option where you can actually uninstall that app now. So essentially share, save PDF to iBooks and be able to recall that document even if you're offline uh, when you need it. You're listening to The App Show right now. Mike Graham and Christina here in studio. We have lots more to talk about in the world of apps. Our Hot 5 app countdown coming up, which is the Hot 5 fashion apps for men and women. They're actually super cool, so you want to stay tuned for that. We'll also be talking about what's streaming this week on Netflix, Crave, and Amazon Prime Video. And we've got all sorts of great other uh, app features like our fitness app, game app of the week. uh, And coming up after the break, if you are an avid email user, and we all have to be, uh, or if you use Gmail, they've just updated their Gmail app and they've added so many new features, including self-destructing emails And we'll give you uh, the lowdown on all of that. You're listening to The App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. We will be back shortly after this. Over 1.4 billion users worldwide use Gmail. They have just uh, updated many of the features from the ground up. So many cool things. Uh, If you use Gmail or just email in general, you'll want to get the lowdown on all these new features. And we've got just the guy to help us out with that. On the line, we've got our good friend Brian Jackson from IT World Canada. So Gmail, uh, millions of people use it. Outlook is one of its biggest competitors. Uh, How do you feel about some of these uh, new features, Brian? I'm actually pretty jazzed about it, Mike, because I've been using Gmail myself uh, in my personal life and at work for more than a decade, like a long time. My entire life is in Gmail at this point, I think. And these features just sound great. I think it's going to save me some time and uh, help me get my inbox into shape. Because let me tell you, I must have like thousands of unread messages. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, some of the features, uh, just so our listeners uh, know uh, what uh, the new Gmail is all about. One of them, uh, I guess the big one, is self-destructing emails. It's kind of like Snapchat almost. Right. 
Yeah, it's like Inspector Gadget, right? You get the uh, letter and then it blows up in your face. But it's, it's not quite that exciting. It's just sort of a, a time limit. So uh, you, you email somebody, you can set a time limit on it in terms of how long can they keep that in their inbox. So if it's uh, sensitive information or you just know that you don't want that sort of thing that you're emailing sitting around uh, forever, you can make sure that it lasts for a limited amount of time. What's interesting, too, when I, I heard about this uh, originally back a few weeks ago, I'm thinking this is probably only going to work inside Gmail itself, but from what I understand, it will work uh, in other email clients as well. Yeah, they can send the poison pill They can because uh, the way Gmail works is that it can update uh, your inbox even if you use a client, the type of protocol it uses. So even if you've downloaded that into an external client, it'll receive the message from Gmail that, uh, that message needs to be deleted. Now, of course, it's not foolproof. Like, anybody can copy and paste your email text into a, a text file and save it or screenshot it or whatever. But this is just, like, some assurance that that message is not going to be in the person's inbox forever. And, uh, you know, it, it's not foolproof, but at least it's something. Uh, what are some of the other features that uh, appeal to you? Well, there's all sorts of great stuff here. For example, the offline mode, uh, you can now set it up so that you have access to 90 days of your email inbox offline. So say you're uh, on the subway or on a plane and you want to go back to uh, do some work that was in your email, you can open that up and uh, you can actually look at it just like you were connected to the Internet. So... I think that's entirely useful. We have Google trying to do some more creative things with artificial intelligence here. So we've seen this, you know, the mobile app users will be familiar with the feature where it suggests responses. So you don't even have to type anything in your email conversation. So it just gives you short responses that you might want to send back to confirm something or even ask a question. And that's coming to the web now as well as AI is going to try and identify what messages that you haven't responded to, but you really should, and it'll nudge you towards uh, paying more attention to those messages. We've also got the ability to take actions right from your inbox, so instead of having to go into your message to delete it or archive it or reply to it, you can click on a button just by hovering over it in your inbox and do that, so a little bit easier. And uh, I, I think this is a cool idea that you can snooze emails for a few days or, or just a few hours if you want, so that if you know that you have to respond to that email eventually, but you can't do it right now, you just hit the snooze button and it comes back to you later. And of course, in the sidebar, we've got the new uh, features like Google Calendar there and uh, Google Keep, so you can keep notes on your emails right in your inbox there. So I, I think that's going to be convenient. And often I'm getting um, emails just inviting me somewhere or telling me I have to be somewhere at a certain time and location. And I, I know that I'm always flipping back and forth between the calendar tab to uh, make sure that I'm going to be there on time. And now I can just do that all in the same pane. So that's great. Talking with Brian Jackson from IT World Canada about the new Gmail updates. Are you going to upgrade? Uh, I'd love to hear from you on our uh uh, Facebook page and website, appshowradio.com. Uh, is this a long time coming, Brian? 
I mean, Google has always been pushing out some uh, features from its email experiments to uh, the, the main product. And if you're like an email power user, you might be using Inbox by Gmail already. So I think that, um, you know, if you're interested in some of these killer features and you really care about uh, being productive with your email, you might have sought out some of these improvements already. But now we all just get to benefit from them without even having to worry about it. Brian, thanks for joining us again. And thanks for having me, Mike. That was Brian Jackson talking all about the new Gmail email program. They've uh, basically rewritten it from ground up, it looks like, uh, exploding uh, uh, emails or self-destructing emails, uh, hover to snooze, all sorts of cool new features. Uh, Check out Gmail uh, and uh, update today if uh, you're interested. When we come back from the break, still a lot more to talk about here on the App Show. We've got our Hot 5 countdown this week. It's Hot 5 fashion apps for men and women. And, of course, what's streaming on Netflix, Crave, and Amazon Prime Video. Stay tuned. You're back with the App Show. Still lots more to talk about on today's program. Before we get to our Hot 5, this week it's Hot 5 fashion apps. We're going to go with our creative app of the week, brought to you by Vancouver Film School. What do we got, Graham? So the creative app of the week is an app called Grasshopper. And this is an incredibly cool app that teaches you how to program in JavaScript. Uh, using mini games. So there are a number of different apps out there like this. If you've got an iPad, you can use Swift Playgrounds. But Grasshopper is a great way to get into programming for the very first time uh, using JavaScript and mini games. So in anyone could do this, like even someone like me who doesn't have any real programming skills. It's actually a really fun way to get introduced to it. So absolutely, if you not ever- for kids though, is it? <laughs> There, there, there is uh, an element to it that I think is a bit more fun. So it's great okay. for kids as well. But okay. uh, it's a great way to get into uh, this space. And Vancouver Film School, obviously, having a great game design program, we thought that would be a great creative app of the week. But that's the where, where you start, really. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we're seeing a lot of programming literacy happening in schools all across Canada. It's a very important part of the curriculum. Uh, you know, programming is now to, uh, to schools what typing classes were 20 years ago. So it's a, it's a great way to see that uh, become part of the curriculum. That was Creative App of the Week, again, brought to you by our friends over at Vancouver Film School. The Weekly App Hot 5. It's that time this week, the Hot 5 Countdown. It's all about fashion. Number five, what do we got? We have Stylect. This app is like Tinder for shoes. Oh, dear God. (laughs) I'm intrigued and also alarmed because I feel like my visa is not going to like this app. So uh, being kind of Tinder-like, basically you're getting a whole bunch of pictures of shoes and you swipe left or right, I guess. That's right, depending on whether you like the shoe or not. And you can actually purchase them through the app and it will also notify you if they go on sale. You can never tell uh, my wife about this. (laughs) I will will be broke. I'm going to be broke now. Now that I know about this app. <laughs> We're talking hot five fashion apps this week. Number four. Number four is Grailed, uh, as in searching for the Holy Grail. This is a one-stop shop for rare high-end menswear pieces. Uh, so this is a community marketplace for buying and selling new and gently worn luxury fashion. So if you're looking for a particularly hyped item from Supreme or Ralph Simons, you know, uh, maybe an archival piece from a, from a decade ago, uh, you will find it here. If you're looking for Yeezys, I wouldn't install this app. Number three on the Hot 5 fashion apps this week. P.S. Dept. So it's D-E-P-T. Department? 
Yes, I guess okay. it's shortened for department. Don't ask me why they've done this. That's the Anyways, kid, that's what the kids are doing. I guess that's how the kids are seeing it these days. Yes. So what does this one do? Uh, this one, whether you're looking for an outfit or for an upcoming event or you're searching for a sp- very specific piece, you can search through this app uh, and also look at outfit ideas as a whole. Um, it partners with some stylists from different brands, so you actually have access to free expert advice as well, and you can shop through the app. We're talking about the Hot 5 fashion apps this week, number two. Number two is Cool Guy, and despite being a rather unfortunate name, this actually is an app that I have used. I'm a bit of a clothes horse. I, uh, I like my high-end shirts and suits and that sort of thing. So uh, you take pictures of the uh, clothing pieces, and you can actually rearrange them and build outfits without having to pull them out of your closet. So waiting deep back into that walk-in closet in my 600-square-foot apartment not actually a thing, but if I did, I would use Cool Guy instead, but I use Cool Guy. Just so you're taking pictures of your own clothes. Take pictures of your own clothes, build outfits that way, and you can kind of build yourself a look. Interesting. That's Steve Jobs of... used this. Did he? Yeah, black, black turtlenecks and jeans <laughs> all the way down. I don't think he needed an app for that. <laughs> the number one fashion app this week, what do we have, Christina? The Hunt. If you've ever seen a picture of an outfit that you love, but you don't know where to purchase the items, this app allows you to post hunts for clothing, accessories, shoes, things like that. And community members will actually help you find where you can buy certain products by posting shopping links. Very cool. That was our uh, Fashion Hot 5 or Fashion App Hot 5 uh, this week. Again, uh, Stylect, Grailed, PS Department, Cool Guy, and The Hunt. When we come back from the break, it's streaming time. We'll give you all the lowdown on the latest shows and movies from Netflix, Crave, and Amazon. And we've got a fitness app of the week as well. You're listening to The App Show. Back after this. You're back with The App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams and Christina Stoyanova. Before we get to what's streaming this week, Graham, you have a fitness app for us. Yes, our fitness app of the week is Lose It. So if you are looking for that beach body this year, uh, one of the crucial things is going to be sort of not just fitness, but nutrition. And Lose It is a great way of tracking your nutrition over time. Uh, essentially, you'll enter your meals into the app. Uh, it will track your calorie count over time. will let you know when you're getting close to your limit. And will also tell you your calorie limit uh, based on how much you want to lose over a given period of time. The cool thing about Lose It is it actually ties in with a bunch of hardware. There are some great scales out there that you can buy that will record not just your weight, but your body fat percentage, uh, which will report back into the app. And the whole thing ties into Apple Health. So that's this week's fitness app of the week. Lose It. Well, time to see what's uh, happening in the streaming world. Streaming this week. So we've got uh, lots of TV shows and movies to chat about uh, this week here. As always, we'll uh, start off with uh, Netflix. Bill Nye, the science guy, the official trailer here. The science guy show contained the science that excited Bill. And you, the viewer, can't help but be just as excited as the instructor. I was asked to talk about selfie fatigue. Uh, Here we go. Go, go, I'm pretty sure it shortens your life. Bill Nye, the science guy. Did you watch that when you were younger? I absolutely did. I love Bill. Uh, so this is uh, on Netflix, kind of a documentary all about Bill Nye and uh, what he was all about. Uh, this one uh, I've been looking forward to for a while. I know it's for, uh, I guess, the, the younger uh, the younger viewers, but uh, it's The 100. It's the season five uh, is starting uh, this week. 
Bellamy. I doubt you can hear me on this piece of crap radio. It's funny. I've been by myself for two months. But this is the first time I feel alone. It's like we were never here. The bunker's gone silent, too. We tried digging them out for a while, but there was too much rubble. I love this show. So the premise is uh, basically, I think it's 100 years in the future after a nuclear war. There's uh, a few surviving humans. They're up on a space station. And to test whether the Earth is still habitable, they send down 100 uh, delinquent kids, teenagers, uh, to see if they live. (laughs) Well, as you can imagine, five seasons in, I guess some of them did live. And uh, it's kind of like a post-apocalyptic TV series with uh, teen-ridden angst. Yeah, and it's shot here in Vancouver, which it's, is fantastic. It is cool. Uh, a bunch of my friends are on this show, so if you haven't seen it, I'd totally recommend it because it's actually great TV. Do you watch it, Christina? I watched the first few seasons and then... Just kind of dropped off? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. It happens. It's on streaming now, so... There you go. There next time I have some downtime, which will be never. <laughs> <laughs> so next up here on Netflix, Bobby Kennedy for president. What I think is quite clear is there are divisions and violence and a disenchantment with our society. We can start to work together. We are a great country and a compassionate country. I can't stand to myself. This is a great documentary. Uh, if you're into history, a history buff uh, and the Kennedys, uh, this basically, as you can imagine by the title, is all about uh, Bobby Kennedy. Yeah, I mean, the, the the Kennedy Empire is sort of an interesting thing to follow. A friend of mine actually has a series of books, which I was kind of going through, and I think I might actually stop reading and start watching. Next up on Netflix, coming out this week, we have Candy Jar. This is the Hemlock Prep Academy Debate Club. How many members do you have? Two. She and I. Her and I. Her and myself. Him and me, myself and I. Frankly, I've already forgotten what club you're here arguing. Debate! <laughs> This actually looks like a lot of fun, Uh, obviously about uh, a debate club uh, and again, uh, a Netflix original. This one's already on my to-watch list, so I'm I'm stoked for it. Let's uh, switch over to Amazon Prime. We've got uh, a British show, Red Rock. You're going to have to keep your head down, Michael. Kylie's going to be in the war. Hennessy stole your livelihood. Now they've killed your son. Are you going to let them get away with that too? I love, wow, uh, that was dramatic. <laughs> it's, I know, there's always someone's son or daughter dying in these British, uh, I guess, police-type shows, but it looks kind of cool. I would never want to live in England. It seems like the murder rate is in the, you know, <laughs> high double digits. But you know what's interesting to me about these British dramas is they are so dramatic, yet the British people generally tend to be very stoic. <laughs> well, you know, that's it. We, we put it all into the, the entertainment So it kind of just, it sucks you dry a little bit. Stiff upper lip and all that. I like it. Uh, Also on Amazon this week, we've got Vikings Season 5. You are Ifa, son of Ragnar Lothbrok. And many fear you. You have only seen the beginning of the end. Consequences of Ragnar's death are not yet played out. I I have not watched this series uh, again. This is Vikings Vikings season five coming to Netflix. I know a lot of people that do, and they love it. Well, it seems like if you haven't seen season four, we just got a spoiler there in that trailer. But 
<laughs> you know, it, it, that's the thing, I think, with a show about Vikings. Everybody's going to die at some point. I haven't actually seen any of it. and Nothing. Yeah, no. It, it, I mean, just watching the trailer, yeah, I probably should. Where do we find the time for all of the streaming television? I, I know, know. It's so good now. Uh, also on Amazon Prime Video. And again, if you've got Amazon Prime, you probably don't even know that you get Amazon Prime Video. They've got a lot of great shows. It's kind of like Netflix, but Amazon's version. The Vanishing of Sydney Hall. Tell me if this sounds familiar. A man walks into a store. He searches for a certain section of books. He takes out a can of lighter fluid. I know why he burned the books. Why? Because he wrote them. This looks like an interesting movie. Uh, again, this is coming to Amazon Prime. It's called The Vanishing of Sydney Hall. One more here for uh, Amazon. This is aimed at uh, the younger folks or maybe the older folks that have been smoking some marijuana. A blue coat. I'm Lenny. Wow, your sweet attitude is getting me jacked up. Cutest thing I've ever. I think that was a hamster. This is called again uh, the uh, what is this called? The little big, little big awesome. And this is for Prime Video Kids. Even if you don't watch the show, I'd recommend going and checking out the trailer and just yeah. Yeah, that's I think all I can you have say. To be drunk or high to appreciate it as an adult, but for kids, this thing looks amazing. Uh, again, little big awesome. We're going to jump over to Crave TV, and they've got Saving My Tomorrow, Kids Who Love Earth. The Earth, it's crumbling. It's so fragile, and it's breaking. If this keeps going on, the world is just going to get dirtier and dirtier. We, the children, will be left with a sick and dying planet. If we cut the trees, then the animals won't have their habitat. We need these creatures. We can't just kill them. The plastic in the ocean climate change, our environmental crisis, all of that is what our generation is going to have to deal with. And here's where you can start. This is a, a depressing documentary, but uh, I think an important one that uh, you should probably watch with your kids. Again, called Saving My Tomorrow, Kids Who Love the Earth and available on Crave TV, uh, made by HBO. This seems like a, a nice follow-up to An Inconvenient Truth. If you've watched that, watch this, and maybe take a look at the eyes of the future and see if you're still good about climate change. That was streaming shows of the week. Before we uh, hit our break, we've got a game app of the week. Graham? Game app of the week is called Ovivo. Now, this is kind of an interesting app because it is a platformer. So if you've ever played Mario or uh, games like that, um, it's you're, you're sort of jumping and moving through an area, but everything in this game is... Uh, has a little bit of illusion and hidden messages. So black and white, the colors feature very uh, prominently in this game, and they intertwine and replace each other. And essentially, as you're moving through this world, you're unraveling uh, the space between these two things and finding a way forwards as you flow towards uh, these different colors. Gravity uh, is down with, with white and up with black. So as you move through the area and you change colors, you're flowing through the world. It's absolutely beautiful, just absolutely incredible art, and it's available for iOS for one ninety nine. Christina, did you follow any of that? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> just download the game and try it. Over Sorry, though. What's the name of the game again? O-V-I-V-O. <laughs> cool. <laughs> when we come back from the break, it's Travel App of the Week. Stay tuned. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. We'll be back shortly after this. You're back with the App Show. We still have some more 
app goodness to talk about, and it would be the travel app of the week. Christina, what do you got? Uh, we have Hotspot Shield Free Privacy and Security VPN Proxy. I know it's a mouthful. <laughs> That's the longest name I've heard for an app. Say it again. <laughs> Hotspot Shield Free Privacy and Security VPN Proxy. No one will remember that, but tell well, us about it. Well, if you just search Hotspot Shield, I'm pretty sure you'll get there. So what does this one do? Uh, this one helps you get around countries uh, that block select websites. Obviously, of course, it also keeps uh, some of your web browsing private so that you're not you know, as concerned about uh, people knowing what you're searching for. So it's like a, a virtual private network app, like a VPN. It is a VPN, yes. Yeah. And so does this work for iPhone and Android? It does. Yes, it works for, um, for both and it works um, across a lot of countries. And uh, it also has an elite subscription. So the free one actually limits your bandwidth. So if that's something that's going to be a concern for you, you might want to spring for the elite. So why would you use this? Um, like I said, it will help you get around any websites that are blocked if you're traveling through countries that do that, that like have China. censorship. Yeah, China. when I was in China, I couldn't access Google. That's right. So yeah. this will help you get around that. And I think a lot of people um, in business these days do travel to those types of countries where there might be some censorship in place. The other thing it does is it lets you browse securely and uh, access you know, all your accounts more securely. It's something that was a concern for me in Honduras, for example. Um, I know it doesn't seem that significant, but every time you're signing into something like Gmail, um, you know, on a mobile browser, that that is up for grabs if uh, if someone's monitoring that activity. And the name again? <laughs> now you're just messing with me. <laughs> it's Hotspot Shield Free Privacy and Security VPN Proxy, and it's on both iOS and Android. This one's free, but uh, they have an elite subscription. Do you know how much that is? Uh, it depends on the plan that you choose. Right. So you can uh, choose a one-month plan or a year plan, et cetera, et cetera. And there are some discounts in place, obviously, if you choose a longer one. That's all the time we have left for the app show. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Don't forget to listen to our sister show, Get Connected, here on the Chorus Radio Network uh, as well, CKNW 980, every Saturday at 10 a.m. Vancouver time. This is Mike Agarbo, Christina Stoyanova, and Grant Williams signing off for the app show. We will see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.